0: Time, of course, for this week's Letter to Hong Kong, which comes from legislator Nathan Law of the uh, Party political party Demosisto. The following program is a personal view program. Dear Joseph, It was a blissful weekend in Prague. Thank you for showing me life at the other side of the globe. After running a hectic conference with activists and scholars around the world, Last time, I mentioned to you the situation of life for youth in Hong Kong. The discussion and debate are still very much alive at home. 20 years after the transfer of sovereignty to China, friends at my age still can't see positive prospects in this city and have mostly lost hope, and I don't blame them. This deadland social mobility is hardly a sign of a promising future. It is not only youth are frustrated either. Their families and friends also face problems of their own when it comes to education, professional careers, retirement and other social welfare. Although Hong Kong is not a full democracy, the disappointment with the current regime is enough for citizens to doubt the effectiveness of such a system and they thus search for other alternatives. But such a situation is not only local in Hong Kong. The loss of faith in democracy is becoming a global phenomenon, as I have learned during the conference in Prague. Terrorism, social and economic disappointment seemed to have brought democracy to its knees. In the US, people started doubting democracy as the scandals unfolded one by one following Donald Trump's victory last year. This week, in the UK general election following Brexit, there was no manifesto, only cause for strong leadership. Similar to their counterparts around the world, with no stable jobs, housing supply and social benefits, Hong Kong citizens find it difficult to stay steadfast on this rocky road to democracy. They question whether it is possible to abduct such an ideal although we are weighed behind for democracy. More and more people even started to consider authoritarianism as an alternative, as long as a system would ensure at least a certain degree of stability. The US, Japan and Latin America in particular are fostering closer economic ties with China, and amid the diplomatic chaos and instability in the Middle East and in Gulf countries, people refuse to care about politics. Direct participation is becoming more feeble. What worries me most is that global leaders give in too easily. They look for lucrative benefits at the expense of their people's basic freedoms and human rights. Precisely in the later, there lies a bottom line that we must never give up. China, may have a thriving economy, where 7% growth in GDP is considered a disappointment. Its social welfare system is still far behind. But people often forget the price at which it comes. Every time. It's the powerless who pay for the price. Those in power get more powerful, and the unscrupulous earn and own everything. And as usual, China heeds such problems because they need to present the image of an empire, often sacrificing the truth and going the extra mile to suppress any threat possible. Last week, I went to the Vajrao to commemorate the victims of Tiananmen, Moscow. The seed of candlelight once again reminded the world of the truth of the most violent regime on the planet. We gather together every year to remind ourselves to stand up against autocracy and to prevent the shameful part of history from repeating itself. After the victory of the unpopular Mrs Carrie Lam as the next chief executive in Hong Kong, a series of political persecution was ignited and put into action. The politics of fear seems to have made its way back into the heart of the city as my colleagues Ivan and Derek were arrested at their homes in the early morning in April, along with other leaders from the Umbrella Movement. I personally am a victim of similar suppression from the government and may lose my seat in the Legislative Council. The constant fear for one's safety and possible jail time has deterred many from active political participation. This is a manifest proof from those living under an autocratic regime. Joseph, you may say, democracy is imperfect. perfect. In fact, Churchill said that democracy is the worst form of government, except for all the others. The fact is we need democracy. We need a structure which can guarantee a monitoring mechanism. We need the reassurance for the well-being and welfare of Hong Kong people. But faith in the idea is weak right now and can hinder democratization. We need to make political participation meaningful again so that the public may find personal fulfillment in doing so instead of being trapped in desperation and cynicism. We want to empower the people so they too may speak on their own behalf and not only through the mouthpiece of someone for whom they didn't even vote. This empowerment can help build more favourable conditions towards full democracy. The ex-president of your wonderful country, a once said, the real test of a man is not how well he plays the role he has invented for himself but how well he plays the role that destiny assigned to him. I cannot guarantee that I will be a great man. But full democracy is still a faraway goal. But I promise you that I will guard and persist until the day we get there. Hoping you are well, Nathan.